Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Unrest Podcast. I'm Caitlin Stancil. And I'm Madeline Green. We are back with another real life haunt. To stay up to date with all the spooky tales, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another haunting haunt again. And this story this week is from Tristan in Kansas. And he shares a couple of tales, but one of them still gives him goosebumps to this day. I mean, I don't think that my family has ever really lived in a house that was at least, you know, somewhat normal. There's always been something, something kind of odd that's happened. I mean, even back when I was just kind of a baby, this is a story that my parents have shared with me, but. Back when I was a uh, baby, we actually lived in a house that had a uh, poltergeist. This is all kind of secondhand story coming from my parents, of course. But uh, me and my sisters, I got two younger sisters, and we were all babies at the time. And we had this uh, little two-story house. They always said that there was always kind of just odd things that would kind of happen. And originally, it wasn't anything that was too obnoxious, you could say. I mean, there were situations where... They'd be in the living room watching TV and some or whatever, and then uh, they'll start hearing somebody just walking around in the kitchen, like they're just walking circles around the table. It it just kind of all started off with little things like that for a little bit, and then uh, it it progressively got a little more worrisome. So uh, when it really got intense was situations where uh, we had pictures that were all kind of up along the stairway to the second floor pictures of our families and things like that or aunts uncles and their families and uh, there's a circumstance where they were downstairs in the living room watching tv and uh, the tv just cut to static and then that was it and then out of nowhere it was just a huge crash down on the uh, stairway so they went to go and check that out and uh, what had happened was every single one of those photos that was up on the wall going up the staircase had fallen off of the wall at the same time that's that's kind of like when things really started to kick off, I guess you could say. That's not even the worst part of the situation, honestly. Kind of the, the big part that ended up, you know, becoming the factor of we got to get out of this house was uh, when us kids had a room upstairs where most of the weird stuff was going on. But uh, back in the day, you know, my parents weren't really, you know, believers in that kind of thing. You know, it was just just something that happened, you know, okay, that was coincidence, whatever. But they just didn't really want to believe that something was going on. (laughs) But uh, in this situation, it was kind of one of those factors where it was, okay, yeah, we got to (laughs) go. There was a night that they had all been, my parents had been downstairs watching TV and whatnot. And it was real late, like, 10 o'clock at night late and uh like i said me and my sisters we were babies we were up in our cribs sleeping away what had happened this time was we had a wooden chest toy box that was probably two feet long uh, probably two three feet deep filled with toys and everything and uh at this point at night there was just a single toy that just came rolling down the stairs and my dad thought it was us so he was hollering up the stairs you know for us to get to bed you know and uh, a few more minutes passed by and another couple toys came rolling down the stairs all the way down the stairs to the uh, floor and uh, at that point my dad was kind of getting a little irked because you know we're supposed to be in bed so uh, he went upstairs and as he was getting ready to go upstairs 
the whole toy box full of toys went flying down the stairs. It hadn't, it didn't touch the first two set of steps. It had literally been like it was thrown from the top and it started tumbling down the stairs. That was the factor that ended up convincing my parents that there's something going on and they got to get out of the house. So, and like I said, I mean, we were babies, so there's no way that we could have done that. Yeah, yeah. But you've said that, that you as an adult have also experienced some, some kind of spooky things too. Yeah, I myself have ran into uh, plenty of situations now that have been pretty strange and uh, without the uh, concept of sounding tacky or anything, but I've kind of noticed that I've just become a little more sensitive to those kind of things where like it happens to me more than it does to anybody else. And I think it's because I, I recognize the fact that it is happening. I'm not ignoring it. Uh, probably one of the most vivid ones. Uh, I'll start with one from when I was younger. So when I was about 10, 11, 12 years old, somewhere around that uh, age group, me and my sisters always had this habit of middle of the night, we'd go, we'd go and just mess with each other, you know, try and wake each other up or get the other one in trouble. That's generally what we would do. We were troublemakers like that. I, well, this particular night, I had thought that one of my sisters was messing with me because uh, I was trying to go to sleep, and I just kept feeling just a l- little light tug on the foot of my blanket, and I thought it was just them, so I didn't think anything of it, so I just pulled the blanket back up to my chin, and a few minutes go by, and the same thing happens again, just a little light tug that pulls it away from my chin. And I, I said just to stop it, that I'm trying to go to sleep. That was kind of like my verbal warning. So I pulled the blanket back up to my chin, just went on with trying to get back to sleep. And right as I was about ready to actually get to sleep, I was kind of in that limbo phase. There was a hard enough tug that it yanked the blanket like completely off of my arm. And at that point I got a little upset because I thought it was my sister. So I got up and, went to the foot of my bed and I started swinging my hand around and whatnot, you know, trying to smack my sister out of the way at the point that I noticed I wasn't hitting anything and my eyes came, you know, a little more focused. I realized there's nothing at the foot of my bed. Wow. So whatever's messing with me, I'm looking right at it, but I cannot see it. You know, I'm a little kid at the time. I'm just frozen because this is something that's actually happening. There's nothing there, but something took my blanket. <laughs> when I finally just managed to relax and get unfrozen, I took the whole blanket out and just kind of burrito wrapped myself up and <laughs> tried to go back to sleep as best as I could with what had happened. So, <laughs> And then, so you have experienced maybe not the exact same situation as an adult, but other instances where you felt more sensitive to what was happening yeah um i have a particular story that uh i I felt was a little more a little more sinister i guess he could call it something that uh it it didn't feel right it felt malevolent it felt dark i guess Mm -hmm. he could say Mm -hmm. and uh i mean that's it's one that's kind of stuck with me kind of i mean it's still giving me goosebumps thinking back to it but uh it's kind of a weird situation i mean it's something that i didn't really believe i could ever really run into but uh there was a night where i was sleeping and um this is the same house actually that the situation where my blanket was being tugged on happened in it was like dead middle of the night and i was woken up because the entire house was silent and that's it that was the part that was confusing me because usually i have like a fan or something going i can't really sleep without some kind of noise 
So when I realized that the whole house had been quiet, I was uh, a little freaked out by that because that's not normal. And the fact that no one else is waking up by this was even more abnormal. So that was the first part that kind of told me that, okay, something's up. That's, it shouldn't be like this. If, if our appliances and stuff are off, uh, I shouldn't be the only one awake because everybody has the same situation, but yet I was the only one that was actually awake. And I mean, thinking back to it after everything kind of resolved and whatnot, well, things went back to normal, but in this situation, I woke up because everything was just dead silent and it was just really quiet. It was kind of like one of those silences that was deafening, you could say. It was just a really focused silence, like a, a immediate moment of I knew that something was going on. And I tried just going back to sleep and ignoring it. But when I would close my eyes, I kept having these really, really weird images in my mind, things that are, you know, things that I normally wouldn't be thinking of. And that's the part where I was talking about it was a little like sinister mm-hmm. because for some reason I had just pictures of like, like, uh, you know how, like, <laughs> it's going to sound a little crazy, but goats have those eyes that have like just the slit pupil. That's kind of what was popping up in my mind was just one of those single eyes. I'm, and that's not something I normally thought of. So when I was, when I, every time I kept trying to close my eyes and go back to sleep, that image would just keep popping up in my mind. So eventually I got to the point where I was like, I didn't want to close my eyes mm-hmm. because I don't normally think of that. I don't know why I'd be thinking of something like that. <laughs> I just kind of sat there for a little bit and I kept my eyes open and was trying to stay awake, at least until I felt a little more comfortable. And in that moment, there was uh, I had a window that was kind of up and to the left of my head in my bedroom in that moment like my my left shoulder and everything that was facing that window had just been covered in goosebumps just out of nowhere all my hair on my arm and everything was just standing up but the right side of my body was fine and in my head i kept having like i just kept thinking to the window the window that's just kept what repeating in my mind was the window and it was like one of those feelings of like you can feel like somebody's close to you. One of those kind of feelings you can feel where they're at. It was kind of one of those situations. And for some reason, my head was telling me the window and my body was telling me the window. I immediately knew that there was something over by my window and it wasn't, it wasn't something that was nice. I guess you could say <laughs> this is where it got a little weirder at the moment too, because it wasn't something that was outside of the window per se. It was inside of my room standing at the window is what it felt like. I got the brave idea to say something. And that's where I felt I did something stupid because all I did was it was like, it was like I just opened a door is what I did. And I got up and I sat at the edge of my bed and I just looked at the window and I just said, I know you're there. And as soon as I said that, I was overwhelmed with anxiety like i've never experienced and it freaked me out bad enough that i took off running out of my bedroom (laughs) i had never experienced anxiety like that before but it was just one of those things where like as soon as i said it my heart started just it started racing from like zero to 60 in like 10 seconds it was really strange because at first i was calm with the situation because i'm like i said i've i've kind of gotten used to it at this point And then just out of nowhere, 
boom, I just, my heart's racing. I'm starting to get hot. I'm freaking out when normally I wouldn't freak out. And I took off running out of the room because I knew that wasn't right. When I took off running out of the room, you know, I mean, other people in the house heard, uh, you know, me making noise as I'm bolting through the house. I ran into the living room and parents came in the living room. And, uh, at this point, um, my, my mom is a very, very faith-based woman. And I told her that there's, there's something in the room that it's, it's not good. And I told her, you know, those images that I was getting in my mind, I told her that like, I, I said something and I got nervous and anxious. So we ended up going in there and, uh, tried to go in there with Bibles and things like that. And, uh, just sat there and, uh, she ended up praying with me until, uh, it got to a point where, uh, I just kept like looking back at the window and then back at her and the back of the window. And she could tell I was freaked out. And then just as like, as while we were praying in the middle of praying, it was just gone. Like the energy in the room lifted. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was that anxiety and everything. It just, it slowed down and I was, I was fine. I mean, it was, it's, it's something that I've, I've, I've had weird experiences that I remember, but nothing quite like that one. So did you ever experience that again in that room? Uh, no. Um, after we got done and did our praying bit and everything and whatnot, it, I, I've never had anything else strange or such happened since then Why do you that was probably that the last encounter that i had actually that was probably a year two years ago or so i was in college at the time and i had come back for a weekend and was staying in my room so so is it just like homes you've been in with your family that you've had these experiences well not necessarily i've had other situations where uh at situations at work i used to work in a nursing home which is <laughs> kind of a prime spot for something weird to happen, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> but a situation where I was working in the kitchen and I was talking to my buddy that I was working with in the kitchen and uh, we were both going out the door at the same time and I, I thought he was still following me. I was walking down the hallway and I mean, I had the feeling that there was somebody behind me. So I was, I just kept talking. And when I turned around, there's just a black shadow that's just sitting there right behind me. And I mean, that's, that's all it was. I was confused. I was thinking, you know, okay, well, I mean, who's putting the shadow here? So I'm looking around the hallway and whatnot, but it's, it's a hallway. There's no one else that can really be going through except for forward or behind me. And I looked both directions and there's no one there. And when I turn back around that, that dark spot is just gone. (laughs) Wow. So you said you think you've become more sensitive to, to these sorts of things because You've sort of recognized and acknowledged them in the moment yeah. that it's happening. Yeah. Do you do you ever feel like you wish you could take that back, or I guess how do you uh, feel about that? I mean, at times it's it's not anything that's too bad. I mean, because it kind of gets to the situation where, like, you know, if if I'm out joyriding with my buddies and whatnot, and you know, we we're out exploring abandoned places exploring abandoned farmhouses which tends to be a dumb habit of ours but (laughs) we'll get into we'll get into one of those kind of places and checking it out and whatnot and then i'm just kind of like you know i i don't really think that we should be here so i mean it's been certain situations where it's helped me feel like okay something doesn't really feel right we probably shouldn't be here 
so we avoid those kind of situations but then other times like uh the the house that my parents are currently living in there i've actually heard a uh little girl and in, in that house yeah and i'm actually i myself have heard it and uh my mom and my dad have all heard it on separate occasions any clue why this little girl might be attached to that house not a clue i mean i just i take it that uh we haven't really looked into any kind of records or anything for it but i mean the most that we know is that the deed to the house was when it was built was built back in theodore roosevelt's presidency so i mean it's been around for a while so i can i can assume that something's happened where she's kind of hanging around well and you said after that um sort of like poltergeist experience that your parents left that house and moved out Mm -hmm. why do you think they remain in this one since they've had experiences uh this one it wasn't anything that was uh malevolent necessarily it's it's just been situations where it's just it, what happened to me and my mom on separate occasions was we heard just a little girl's voice say mom like a question like she was looking for somebody is what it, it sounded like and i mean that was it when i heard it i was actually just watching you know saturday morning cartoons the dog was laying on the floor next to me and as soon as i heard that mom me and the dog both looked in the same direction. And that's how I knew that that was real was, okay, I wasn't the only one. The dog herself heard it. So <laughs> the one that they're in now, it hasn't, it hasn't been anything malevolent. And I mean, we haven't been trying to, you know, entertain the idea of it being malevolent. So it's just kind of, it's just kind of been there and it pops up every once in a while, but nothing that's necessarily been a situation that's been uh, dangerous. You could say, I guess that stuff's out there. And I mean, Hopefully, if anyone else is experiencing something like that, they can be be careful and don't entertain it. Don't open a door like I did necessarily. Well, and then just to kind of wrap up, what what's sort of your message to people listening and and trying to understand what having a sensitivity like this is like? I I guess just to kind of understand what it's like in particular is just I mean, like I said, don't don't entertain it but just understand it, acknowledge it. Don't just, you know, push it aside as something that, uh, oh, you know, coincidence, because it very well could not be a coincidence situation. Don't don't get scared by it unless it's a situation like that twisted situation. But if it's something minor, like that little girl that has spoke to me, I mean, don't, don't show fear, because I feel like that's going to make things much, much worse. But just understand that, Oh, so they're looking for somebody. There's someone here still. Hopefully it'll help other people kind of understand not to fool around too much with the stuff and, you know, just be cautious of what you're, what you're getting into. Thank you, Tristan, so much for sharing your stories with us. They were fascinating, uh, chilling, and they're going to stick with us for a little while, I think. <laughs> yeah. The goosebumps have not left my arms yet so i really appreciate you sharing that story and if you have a story we would love to hear from you guys just email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on facebook we have a facebook page the unrest podcast or join our facebook group and until next time unrest in peace